Hello there, Pulsing Black listeners. This is your girl, Christine, coming back at you with another exciting episode. Today, I am joined by my two good friends and dancers. You guys, I don't dance that well unless the music is right and the drink is right. Emma, don't look at me funny. But (laughs) these are women who dance is their purpose, and it's almost their ministry. This is how they find healing and extend it to others. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Yes, we have Emma and Janella. We'll start with Emma. Emma, tell our listeners a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and perhaps how that place shaped your Black identity. Oh, that's a very good question. Okay, so I was born in Kenya. We won't talk about where. I have beef with my family over this, but that's for another day. Um, So I was born in Kenya, moved to Swaziland at the age of four months, back to Kenya when I was 10 going on 11, and then left Kenya for the United States when I was 17. So Mm -hmm. really spent maybe just about eight years in Kenya, which is my home love my love my home and I mean just traveling and being exposed to such different cultures I think it also helped me as the young girl now turned woman just get exposed to just different ethnicities different cultures different races so for me interacting with people has always been fairly easy and then also being blessed with the gift of dance (laughs) just helped me to translate that exposure to just people in general in different cultures and then being able to pick up different dances fairly easily just based off of the different areas that I've lived in. So I think traveling the world, I think seeing different places, being thrown into a hodgepodge of culture and diversity and being the only person of color in so many different Mm. situations, (laughs) Um, you know, it made me aware of who I am. It made me aware of my blackness to say, Mm. you know, to put it in a, a different way because growing up, if you're all around people like you, you don't quite realize the power of who you are Correct. until you put in, you know, into a different environment. And then you're like, oh, hold up. You know, this is, this is actually a thing. So I, I think just being, yeah. So just being able to travel and um, live in the different cities and move a lot <laughs> more than mm. I would like, even just within Kenya, I think has really helped shape where I am. Wow, that's amazing. So you grew up with a heightened sense of confidence and self-worth that a lot of people don't develop until much later in life, but by traveling. And I was, when you were talking, I was thinking of military families for some reason and how their children don't have a choice but to get a heightened sense of awareness at a very young age due to those travels and being exposed to different environments and different cultures. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Hey, Janella Hey. hey, tell our listeners a little bit about where you're from and how that place shaped your Black identity. Okay, so mine is a little different. We value difference here. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's the beauty. <laughs> so I was actually born and raised on the south side of Chicago. I grew up in a predominantly Black neighborhood in a two-parent household on the east side. Then we moved to the southwest side. Um, I attended predominantly Black elementary school, middle school, high school, after school program. But it was really the after school program that actually I went to preschool there and I was there from age two to 13. Mm. And I want to say that that kind of mostly shaped my black identity because of the fact that while we were there, it was a summer camp and then it was an after school program. Okay. And while there, we, you know, took field trips, we, we learned songs, we did black history programs, we socialized we danced like 
everything about the black experience was I I learned there mm. uh, as a um, so my adulthood was different because when I went to college, I ended up at a PWI, and ever since then, I've been around all white people. Um, yes. <laughs> PWI stands for Predominantly White Institution. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, even now, I'm actually a flight attendant. So now I travel the world, yes. So wow. I understand where, you know, how I am and how I stand out in every room that I go into. And I, you know, like I dance everywhere I go. <laughs> mm. It's actually my upbringing being in a predominantly black space that shaped my black identity, to be honest. And I'm wow. so proud of it. Yeah. Yes. I've been finding in my experience, even on this podcast, that people who grew up in predominantly white, I'm sorry, black cities, i.e. Chicago, Detroit, Flint, Atlanta, wherever, they grow up with a lot of affirmation of their blackness. And it's not until they move to cities where they are a minority that they realize wow, I'm really black and proud because other people who've been, you know, raised or born here really don't have that, you know, pride as much. And they're probably not aware of how they come off to people who have had their blackness affirmed for so long. So that's been very interesting for me to learn and hear. Emma, who introduced you to dance? Like how, how was dance a part of your life and how did you come to grow such a deep love for it? Listen, this is all my mama and my baba. <laughs> she got it from her mama, y'all. I sure did. I sure did. Like, <laughs> I mean, like since we were yay, like yay high, it's like my mom, so there's six of us. Okay. And she had to keep us entertained somehow. So this woman used to do little <laughs> competitions, like last last one standing, and then you'd win whatever money was in the pot. So okay. like, oh, all like, let's get it, let's get it, you know. Um, <laughs> and then of course, being the youngest, um, yes. I wanted to do everything my older si siblings were doing. So if they were yes. dancing. I wanted to dance, you know, so yes. um, it's, yeah, so just from the, those little things that we used to do, it was singing and dancing, me dancing, because I can't sing to save my life, mm. but I can dance, I got yes. the dancing, yes. I got the dancing, yeah, so that's where it came from, I mean, just initially as a child, and then interestingly enough, I kind of forgot, in quotes, how to dance, it, you know, like, I don't know, just, I guess all the moving and all of that, I kind okay. of went away from dancing and then again following older siblings I came back into it by following my sister into the dance group that her and her best friend ran and then got to stand in for someone and everyone was like whoa since when did you dance like that and right. I'm thinking right. just standing in you know and then that's how I slowly got back into dancing Thank that was you. like 14-ish, you okay. know, so from being little, like six, seven, just dancing around the house to then skip as a whole gap until wow. about 14. Yeah. And then I got back into it through my sister's dance group that they um, were choreographers and lead dancers um, in church amazing. at the time. That's yeah. amazing. How about yeah. you, Janella? How was dance introduced to you and how did you cultivate your love for it over time? So honestly, I, and when you asked, um, I thought I had to think back and I was like, the earliest memory of me dancing, I remember was, I was like four, mm. and like some dance competition at my preschool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. But then after that, because my, my mom has two left feet, but my dad has like some rhythm. Okay. <laughs> 
So my mom put us in this after school, a different after school program when I was in elementary school and we did our first dance show to Whitney Houston. And then the after school program that I told you guys about earlier, we would just do dance, little formula dance groups and dance around. And then there was, you know, cheerleading and pom-pom. Ironically, in high school, when I, somebody told me in eighth grade that I'm stiff. I know, right? Like, I was stiff. So I was terrified after my high school. Program. Oh, no. Um, no. And let me tell you something. It was the funniest thing because I'm shy and scared to perform. And I went, to, it was a two day tryout. Wow. And, um, by the end of day one, I noticed everybody was watching me. And wow. But she has to go again because she already made the team. And that's when I got nice. my confidence back, right? Nice. <laughs> and that's when I got my confidence back and I made the team. I ended up becoming captain and I did all through college. And yeah, it's, I did slow down after college, which I kind of regret. So I'm still trying to get back into it. But yes. Yeah, that was <laughs> wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. And you know, as both of you are talking, I'm just thinking through like what images and media, um, exposure I have had to people who dance. So outside of the videos, y'all, I like how there is now more representation or rather more coverage, because let's not act like Black people have not been dancing different types of dance for a long time, but the exposure is more to seeing young girls in ballet, in tap, in jazz, and whatever, swing, ballroom dancing, even dancing with the stars, there's more Black Mm -hmm. men and women there. But when I think about dance, I also think about how unfortunate it is that Black women have been hypersexualized in dance, right? And we can do the same dances as people of other racial groups, but we are more hypersexualized in the media and wondering how dance has shaped your identity as Black women and have you had moments where you feel like your artistic expression is misconstrued when you're really trying to do something positive. Have you faced any of those barriers, Emma? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And and the one, there's been a few. Um, and of course, just like I said, just growing up and then moving around a lot and actually ending up on a cheerleading squad in college. It was actually through, it was an extracurriculum program, so sure. to speak. And I was like, you know what? Shoot, why not? You know, so we're just going to go ahead and try. Yes. I got onto that. And so there's two, there's two defining moments for me. So the first one, when I actually started to realize and really experience what you're saying, um, Christine, is um, in the shape of my body. Because I mean... Mm. Not everyone might not might not know me, but I am curvy. Yes. <laughs> Some areas more than others. And I didn't realize this until I was on that cheerleading squad. Having been brought up in a relatively more conservative upbringing, I didn't realize my curves until I joined mm. the cheerleading squad and we we're doing some dances. And then all of a sudden, to me anyway, there was a whole lot of hooting and hollering and, you know, all of these calls. And I'm thinking what the heck, I am just dancing here, you know? Right, um, like every so, other girl on the team. Like every other girl, but and you know. dressed like them. Everything <laughs> in that squad is similar. 
Right. It's similar, you know, but myself and like two of the other cheerleaders who are shaped the same way kept on getting all of this, you know, attention. And some of it wasn't the best. I mean, there's, there is the, yo, you know, I like your look and you're like, yay, thank you. And then there's the other assumption because you have all of these curves then you automatically now become this kind of like a, like an object more than the person, mm. you know, so kind of like trying to bridge, well, do I want to keep doing this? Wow. Or do I want to just stop? You know what I mean? But then just realizing, I mean, in society, you, that's just life, right? You're always going to get the extreme ends of everything and then everything. Sure. In between, and then just yes. kind of trying to find that balance for your own self and just realizing who you are and not letting other people define that for you. Yes. Um, and so not being afraid to get out of there, out, out there and dance, you know? So I have curves. They ain't going nowhere. And my love for dance is not going anywhere either. So guess what? Mm, we're going to do it. Yep. You know, we're here to stay. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So that was one, one of those, whoa, okay. I guess I do have a certain shape thing. And I didn't even realize it because wow. it was never a thing until yes. I was on the cheerleading squad in the middle of everybody. <laughs> Man, I, I mean, I remember such times in high school, like when I would, wear certain jeans and the boys my god I would be like what is happening and you know my my booty is in second period and I'm at lunch and you know <laughs> but I was like lord this is not okay and I was so shy and and I was like I don't like this attention and why are my friends not getting this and I mean I wasn't even dancing I was just being me and, and walking the hallways of a high school um but yeah that can almost traumatize you as Janella was almost insinuating when she was called stiff to make you just go back in your shell and not explore all your talents or um the hobbies or anything you may want to do because now you're so self-conscious and what that does to you as a growing child so Wow, thanks for sharing. Janela, when have you faced situations or instances where your um either your your figure or your identity as a black girl, black woman has come into play with your passion to dance and impacted that in one way or another? I would say honestly, it hasn't been I haven't really experienced anything too traumatic because like even when I was in high school, our advisor for Pom Pom, she was very conservative. So like mm. we dance tests and it, like, there were certain moves and songs we couldn't even dance to. Wow. Like, she super conservative. Wow. <laughs> Holler because we, we couldn't do anything. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but I would say, like, interestingly though enough, when I do say I love to dance, people are yes. oh, like, oh, hip hop. Mm. And it's like, yes, but then no, because my first dance performance was actually tap. Like, oh wow! I love salsa. Like yes, I remember I was on a I was on a work trip and I was on a um stand in this hotel, and randomly there was like this ballroom convention downstairs. They were just doing a random class to teach people how to ballroom. So I just went in. Okay. I'm the only person that looks like me that walks into that room. So yes, it's like staring at me. What <laughs> what I'm doing here? But again, I like, I actually like ballroom. So mm. I went in there and I did the steps. And soon enough, the person who was hosting, he's like, okay, yes, you're going to be my partner because. Wow. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> but like, people were staring at me like, what is she doing here? It's like, well, I like all types of dance. If I can learn it, because I'm just like you, Emma, if I can look at your feet, I can pick it up pretty quickly. Yes, so, absolutely. Anything I can learn, if there's a good beat, I'm here for it. But, yes. Yeah, wow. Like, you know, yes. 
I love it. I love it. So tell me how dance went from being a hobby to a healing, a tool for healing for you, Emma. <laughs> it's a uh, life uh, and, and mm. very broad, but I think um, for me, just going through a lot of turmoil and some crazy stuff. I don't know if I can curse on this show or not, but no, <laughs> I will try not to. Sorry, I didn't really control that. <laughs> uh, anyway, just going, <laughs> going through a lot. I mean, and I remembering mm. some of the happiest times that I remember was either dancing at home, um, dancing yes. in our group when we were in Kenya, going for competitions, winning competitions. Like yes. that was like just joyous, you know, putting dances together. Um, yes. So again, I fell out of dance twice um, as a little kid. And then I got it back as a teenager, moved to the States and kind of lost it for a while. Okay. Um, and then I started getting back into it, um, through my now ex actually, but okay. he was in a university that had an African, um, diaspora group. Okay. Um, and they did dances and they, we didn't really have a lot of representation as Kenyans. And I was mm. like, I have friends who dance and yeah. we're all Kenyan. Let's go rap Kenya. And we started getting back into that. And wow. then just feeling that energy from the crowd, from our friends, guys are like, yes. you know, you guys could dance, you know? And I'm like, yo, just that, that joy, even if you can make one person smile, yes. um, that for me was like, this is something I want to keep doing. Um, and then again, later on, when my series Way Dance started, um, yes. Why Are You Dancing?, um, again, it was through one of those growing moments for myself, mm. you know, emotionally and going through a new phase, you know, post-divorce, figuring out who I am, you know, just muddling through to the other side of life. And then I started dancing and Mona, my sister, um, Christine, you know, Mona, yep. um, she was like, you really need to start like blocking your dance, Yay. you know, so that's how we came up with why are you dancing? You know, mm -hmm. I'm dancing because I'm happy or I had a really bad week. I'm dancing for the hurt in the world. You know, whatever that reason is, it could be extremely positive or very sad and emotional, but that's the thing with dance. It goes through all of those realms. And I started posting these and people started liking them and following them. And, you know, to this day, I still get people saying, when are you bringing your series back? You know, I so <laughs> I know Christine is one of them. Um, it's coming back, y'all. It's coming back. Um, so that's for me. That's when I was like, okay, I was dancing for myself and just sharing it. Mm -hmm. But then now, once other people start to dance with you and they start to look for these things, and they and I even hear people saying, "Well, I'm dancing today because I got a promotion," or "I'm dancing today," you know, I'm getting those little messages. Yes. I was like, you know what? We're gonna do this. So wow, yeah. So yeah. just that giving back, give, giving back to people, and just making someone's day brighter. Hmm. Even if it's just one person, even if it's for a minute, you yes. know, I think that is just so rewarding. I think what I really love about how you all describe dance is that it's so accessible. Sometimes some hobbies can be expensive. Um, you might need equipment. You might mm. need to go somewhere to do it. But with dance, it's accessible to you anywhere. You don't even have to have music that you hear. It can be in your mind. Like, dance is accessible yeah. <laughs> to you anywhere and it is free and it is 
it can be a one person, it can be a group activity, you can do, you know, I, I like that about it because it, it's a way to channel energy and it doesn't matter what the energy is, like you mentioned, you could be down, you could be up and you can channel that through dance at any given moment, whether you're by yourself, whether you're in company or not, whether there's an audience or not and find healing in that moment, right? Yeah. I really like that. Janella, how have you experienced dance as a healing mechanism in your life? Well, so I was always the shy one. So I'm a twin, right? So growing oh. up, I like oh. this one and that one. So I was the shy one, right? Um, for the longest growing up. <laughs> but I always felt like but when I'm on that stage, I still don't like to be mm. in the front and center, by the way. I like to be <laughs> the kind of person that's front and center, but not front okay. and center. Okay. Okay. <laughs> my way to break out, like I was the Sasha Fierce. Like it, that was my Sasha Fierce moment was being. Wow. Right. Um, but even in college, um, I ex experienced like I was verbally and physically abused, and mm. nobody knew. Like nobody knew. And wow. people I hear this might be finding out. Um, <laughs> wow. Like, but I like I said, I danced all through college and mm. practices and being on stage. And that was my escape. Like I had like all the confidence I didn't have when I was dealing with that stuff with him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had all of it when I was on the stage and I was dancing. Wow happy and even to this day like I keep specific playlists like mm. I'm doing certain things that are automatic mood boosters and most of them that have a beat that's I'm dancing because I know it's automatically going to brighten my mood it's going to make me feel better yes I've been dance wherever I am if I hear a good song I've gotten caught at work so many times it's not even funny <laughs> 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 like you said like it makes you feel better it just mm -hmm. It's healing within itself. So yes. And you can access it anywhere. So yeah. even in the skies as you fly, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I have a unique question to ask. I know that dance is a love for many girls. And at times um, in the Black community, we find ourselves in very conservative upbringings. And sometimes dance is of the devil. And so... Um, Shout out to my Christian listeners. Um, but, you know, what, what would you tell a parent who is concerned about um, how their daughter or uh, niece or goddaughter or sister may, may look dancing if they're trying to conserve, you know, have them have a conservative upbringing, but this is their child's passion? You know, what, what would you tell them? Oh. Go ahead, Janella. Go Janella, ahead, go ahead girl, because it go looks ahead. like your spirit has something to tell us. <laughs> I was say, um, because that's kind of how I grew up. Um, <laughs> let them express yeah. themselves, but mm. I wouldn't say that it's okay to limit, but don't put too many limitations on people. But I would say use this as a reminder. Music is very powerful. So mm. tell them to watch what they're bringing into what they're listening to okay so mm. it's okay to express yourself but be careful what you're listening to because that's powerful that's what what you're hearing that's speaking of your life mm. it's okay to express yourself and let them express themselves completely but 
Now have them be mindful of the type of music or lyrics that they're even listening to and ask them, is this what you really want for mm. yourself? But don't sure. worry creativity because it's their creativity. It's how they're expressing themselves. You Correct. Artists, you wouldn't stop art in any other form. So mm. let them express themselves. But, you know, also I would say keep in mind that, yes, it's okay to limit, you know, curse words or derogatory music. I agree with that. Sure. But let them express themselves, though. Let them be free to explore different types of dance. You mm. know, maybe if you don't agree with this type of dance, introduce them to another type of dance. Sure. You know, and, but just let them express themselves. I, don't, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it does. It, it really does. It, you know, the boundaries, you know, that, yes. you can, yes. that you can have, that you can have. Emma? Um, yeah, I completely agree there. And I was also going to say that I lived that life. I mm. literally lived it myself, you know. Um, like I said, I started the first group that I was saying that I mentioned was in church. Um, and actually having that breakthrough even within church was such a struggle because all of the youth pastors and the, certainly the main pastors in church were like, This is of the devil, you know what mm. I mean? So what we ended up doing was telling them, you know, kind of like, well, we hear you. But how yes. about you guys just see what it is that we're doing? And we were right. very conscious of the concern. And so music selection, right? Mm -hmm. So you might not want the secular music. And, and especially if they're younger, sure, yes. you know, because you're still the parents and they kind of need to go with what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> you know, so what we did was we only danced to gospel music. That was the oh. only thing we danced to. And we did, even if we're partnering, it was never like contact, contact. No, it was like side by side. Because um, yeah, we yeah. had a mixed dance group, which was also like, a, oh my God, there's <laughs> boys and girls on the stage, you know? Right. But we made it very tasteful and we're very conscious of the movements. There was mm. nothing crazy. There was no twerking. There was none of that. You know, again, we're, we're youth class, right? Right. Um, and so, and we did it to meaningful songs and, and they were all gospel centered. Um, mm. And because of that, the movement was also very conservative, but it flowed. And what they ended up realizing was that we brought more and more youth to church. Because wow. now more younger guys were like, whoa, hold up a second. They're yeah. doing what now? Right. And they right. would start coming to church. So the youth class started growing and growing. Yeah. And then they were like, you know what? This is art and ministry. It's just a different mm. kind you know, because we were saying like, I was like, I love art. I can't sing. Right. So you're not putting me on the choir, right? But I right. still want to minister. So, <laughs> so now you're telling me what I can't minister. You know what I mean? Right. So it was kind of like, let me do it through dance and we'll be very conscious. And if you guys really don't like what we're doing, fine, we won't do it. But right. we started and we grew the youth class. I mean, to this day, that, that dance group we started and there was only, my sister started with, and there was like five of them. And then mm. I took over and there was six of us. Yes. To this day, they're still doing that. They still have that wow. group. They still have wow. that group. And they have it like a, like a, a the youth version. It's called Stompers. So they okay. have the youth stompers and then they have the senior stompers and as people grow they'll grow and leave church get married start their own then the next generation comes on and you know so it, it became a tradition um and we started this thing in what 96 97 right um, 
Exactly. Yeah. And they still have that. So yeah. So it's, it's just approach like Janella was saying, I think. Right. Don't limit it, but you know, try and streamline it. And then once they grow up and they become adults, then. Right. And I, and I, (laughs) I think what's so beautiful about um, allowing children, not just introducing them to dance, which is amazing, but cultivating that talent. If a child is indeed interested or naturally gifted is that dance allows you to tell a story through your, your spirit. Right. And, and what I find is so powerful about that, because it's like how they use yoga now, instead of putting kids in detention, they make them do yoga. Um, it's like something you can access at any time in your life to tell a different story than the reality you're in. Let's say you go through a traumatic event. You want to rewrite that narrative and survive, even use it to cope with your mental health, right? And so it gives you an escape. You know, I think anything artistic allows you an instant escape from your reality. And what a gift that is to know your child has something that they can use to escape any reality that confronts them in life. Um, because they can be in that moment in something that allows them to channel that energy, write a different story, even if it's in the moment. Sometimes the issues we have are not going away um, instantly. The solution doesn't come when you wake up in the morning, although we are told joy cometh in the morning. I mean, there is some truth to that when you sleep on something. It helps clarity. You're not as angry. The reality is if if you're in an abusive relationship, chances are, oh boy, is still there the next day and you're still trying to figure out how to survive. And so if you can afford yourself an hour or two of a good workout, you know, where you escape and you channel your, your energy and your emotions into that dance, you get to leave some of that on that dance floor or in that space um, and, and be able to move forward and make other more conscious decisions that are healthier for you um, in your life. And so um, I guess to, to end our time together or head that direction, I'm wondering um, how have you used the art of dance to inspire others and what kind of change has your um, passion for dance brought about in the community that you can talk about? I mean, even Emma, you were talking about the why do you dance? Like, you know, that kind of testimonials you're hearing, like what kind of impact has you sharing your gift had on people in the community? Um, I I honestly feel as though um, when people see you do something Mm. and succeed at it in whatever capacity that is, Um, it motivates them to also follow whatever their passion is. It might not even be dancing, you know, like I've had some people who are, there's nothing to do with dancing or fitness, but Mm. they've gone after that thing that they've always wanted to do, but weren't sure, sure, you know, how is this going to, you know, look, should I do it? Should I not do it? You know, so, you know, so I think that that's been a, a, a huge part of that motivating factor, you know, like even for me, I posted one video over Halloween, no captions, no nothing. And yes. the response to that one video was like, yo, chick, wow. you need to keep doing this, you know? And then yes. my sister, yeah, my sister Mona was like, this is what you need to do with your dancing. She's like, <laughs> you know, like, this is what you need to do. Like, you've been so dormant. Like, it got for her, she was like, she wasn't even sure if dancing was a thing for me because I'd gone away from it for so long. Sure. Um, when I did that, she was like, this is where your message is, you know, wow. and I think, yeah, just uplifting my own self. Um, and of mm. course, as I've grown in the fitness industry and in my dancing, it's also helped my, my weight, you know, wow. my muscle building muscle, you know, it's, I've 
defined my body in different ways and it's all through dance and fitness for me um mm. physical strength training and uh, you know powerlifting along with dance because I get the movement yes. you know and I also get the power um and I think just people seeing that mm. I've had uh, some people say you know what I work out now because of following your videos I've lost x number of pounds because of following your videos um wow just the other day um I heard one I, someone I didn't even know who followed me and this girl is a bad mama, mama jama <laughs> <laughs> yo you know and she was like I should and she sent a message through a friend of mine and she's yeah. like I follow her I know her and I'm thinking this should be the other way around <laughs> yes yes you know because she you know, she does not play this woman and she was overweight and started following my videos and now she's dropped like 60 70 pounds and she's like power lifting and doing you know like obstacle course races and things and I'm like whoa wow and yeah so even in your own space as you're out there just minding your own business you know, sometimes throw something out there in your, mm. in your backyard or on social media if you're brave enough to do it or with your friends and family. You know, you just never know who's yes. watching you and the impact that you're going to have on that person because people watch you even in silence, you yes. know, and you might never know the number of people that you've reached, but it's just when it's pure when it's a part yes. of who you are, when yes. it's coming from your core and your authentic health, yes. um, people will see, you know, and, and, and they'll be motivated to get up and go do whatever, you know? Right. So, yeah. Wow. That's Essentially awesome. your gift is needed. Your gift is needed. Janela, how have you heard accounts of people being encouraged, inspired, uplifted by your um, talents and gift for dance? Um, <laughs> Still, I wish I could say a lot, but um, for me, I'm not brave enough to be on social media and post, <laughs> but I would say it's, I think it's my energy. Mm. Um, that's what I can say. It's like when I have gone into different places or shown up to parties, like my friends know, oh, she's going to stay on the floor the whole night. Right. She has a whole lot of energy. How is she dancing in heels for all these hours? Like, Yes, I, I just I just start moving and can't stop. Like so, they know like, oh, she's here. She's gonna get on that dance floor, <laughs> and she's not gonna stop dancing. Like she's gonna set the party out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just, but that's the thing. That's what dance does to me. Like I'm shy, reserved, but I even had somebody tell me like, if you want to get to know her, just go dance because she probably won't say anything when she's standing still. But if you're dancing. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I love it. Tell me, I yes, we can be best buddies. Wow. Um, so that I would say that, and um, the fact that what I would like to do is also be a better influence in the community. Eventually, um, mm. I do think dance does inspire people, makes people feel good and do good. So eventually, I do want to host dance classes. I do want to get because people have been telling me that too, like oh man, if you do a dance class, that'd be great. I would come, blah, blah, blah. Right. I to get to the point where I actually start doing that. Sure. Um, it is for, yeah, for people because it's just, it, it's fun. And then what I do miss when I notice that in this generation, people don't really dance like yes. they used to. Like, I don't know what happened between 2010 and 2020, but people stopped actually dancing at parties. Trap like, music happened. happened. You said what? Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably something, but whatever it is, it needs you to know. <laughs> yeah, because you don't see dance battles anymore, right? Battle, I mean, no, I mean, the best, the most, the biggest thing that I see people do is get up and do hustles, which I love hustles, don't get me wrong. Okay, mm-hmm. for those who may not know, what's a hustle? Oh, it's like a line dance to a certain song, and they're like different ones to different songs, but okay. they get people moving at a yeah. lot of parties nowadays. Okay. Then when it goes off, people are back in the corner uh, again. Yeah. Like, yes. Like the electric slide, Christine, for example. Like oh, 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 okay. Oh, the yes. shuffle. <laughs> Thank well, you. I said people may not know. How did people become me? I was not people. Oh. People may not know. You just put me out there like I was people. I, I'm sorry, but okay. For the Maybe other I, people, Christine. <laughs> the other people. Yes. Thank you. Oh my God. Who is your favorite dancer of all time? And they got to be black because it's the black show. Wait. <laughs> I'm just saying. Stick to the theme of the show. I cannot with <laughs> you. So, okay, so I'm just Nella can go first while Emma gathers herself. <laughs> Maybe not my favorite of all time, but my very like a huge influence, which is what got me interested in different types of dance, was mm-hmm. watching Nessa Williams in the movie Dance With Me. I don't know if you guys okay. have- oh yeah. Like that was the first time I had ever seen like a black woman lead in a movie doing a different dance style you know wow it's my first time and i love that movie to this day and i that's what made me interested in salsa and other ballrooms and other types of dance in the first place was watching her in that movie wow Emma, what about you girl oh gosh i don't i don't know um let's see so it's going to be a hodgepodge of people but Aaliyah was one okay Ciara. Mm, Ciara is definitely up there for me. Yeah, Aaliyah, Ciara. I am going to throw her in there. Yes, I am going to plug my sister, my sister Mona Mbogo. Hey. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I look up to this woman, clearly. If anyone knows me, they know this. You guys and, are a package deal, Chad. I can't follow you on social media without having exactly. to infiltrate my, my newsfeed. Like, I'm not it's, even Mona's friend, and I see her all the time. <laughs> all over, all over. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so on the female side, on the male side, gotta stick to my black people. On the male side, believe it or not, one of the people that actually I enjoyed watching a lot was Usher. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and this is high school, okay, it was an all-girl school. Yes. <laughs> oh, listen, listen. I'm <laughs> the struggle was this real. This came on TV, okay? It was a wrap. <laughs> it was a wrap. <laughs> Oh my God. Many may yes. argue that Chris Brown would give Usher a run for his money. Oh, yes. Well, Chris, okay. So, okay. So just to highlight on just what, what it is about Chris Brown. Yes. He's dancing. Yes. There's some other things with him. We're just like, okay, side eye. But. Stick to the dance, girl. Stick to the dance. But I was sticking to the dance. <laughs> the dance. Yes. Yes. Chris. Yes, he's dancing also. Just the that gliding thing across the stage that both of them do, it's just like, oh. Super talent. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah, that talent was just like, oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Make me cry. Not in a stand, but like, my God, he's just talented. Like, yes. I wish I could do that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Pure talent. Just yes. that Pure talent. talent. Oh, listen. <laughs> 
And dance is a workout. I'm telling you, I put on some of these YouTube videos. I do a little bit, not what they're doing, a little bit of what they're doing. I'm like, let me sit down. What is, what am I trying to prove here? Let me sit down. I like, dance body. My, my dance body. Huh, I miss it. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. It, it's, it's so good. It's it gives you a workout. It clears your mind. It yes. lets you express what's on your heart. It lets you take a load off. It it feeds your spirit. Yes. It's amazing. And nobody can say they've not been influenced by music or dance. I mean, it's universal. Right. It's like a universal language. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you are. You put on some music, even if you don't speak each other's language, you know, you, you can communicate through music and through dance. So I'm grateful for y'all and your gift and how you freely give it, how we will be praying for Janella to get out there. <laughs> Yes, Janella. <laughs> yes, yes, we're rooting for you, girl. I will fly we're in rooting. for your class. I will do it. Yes. And, and speaking of fitness, Emma, are there any, like, I've been wondering, are there any, like, Zumba instructors who use, like, reggae or Afrobeats or those kind of music genres? Um, <laughs> so Zumba, the world of Zumba. And I have a lot of friends in this industry. So okay. Ooh, girl. Did, I, did I hit a sensitive subject? I think I've talked to you about Zumba before and I don't think I got the, the response I wanted, but I don't remember. <laughs> no, you did not. But I will say this. As an industry, they are yes. starting to expand their music selection, which I really do love and respect okay. them to do. So yeah, so depending on, and I'm not in the actual industry of Zumba, so I can't right. speak real specifics but yes there are there's a there's a like a 30 percent. there's a quota in which oh. now you can select the genre of music that you would like to to do you know oh, so okay. yeah so they are expanding that and they're expanding you know even in even in break fitness as well and you know Afrobeats and a, a little bit of different things that they're starting to dabble in um okay not quite all the way there okay. <laughs> as, okay. as I would like as a worldly person myself, but yeah, but they are, they are starting a little bit to kind of like break away from everyone must do this to this song in this way, in this order. So yeah, so I, I feel as though that industry is expanding a little, quite a bit okay. and then yeah, expanding, but then there's still a lot of other nuances yeah, and little nuances and things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm always looking to how we are seeing representation of our Black culture and our Black music in certain industries. And I used to love Zumba when I was in grad school, but it was always like, I don't, I can't even describe how those songs go. I just feel like I'm in like Brazil somewhere (laughs) and I'm just like... The most I heard was Rihanna because my Zumba teacher loved like um, Shine Like a Diamond as her like cool down mm, song. Okay. That was it. A little bit of Rihanna and then you got to yep. go home. But yes. all the high energy songs, I was like, okay, who is this? Like, and just because I'm a lover of music and, and music and, you know, and dance. And if you put it together in fitness, I'm there. But, you know, I just was like, I wish there was a, you know, I know so many upbeat songs that, you know, are sang yeah. by black artists that that I wasn't hearing in Zumba and now to learn that it's quite strict of how they can formulate their choreography and music is no longer but and there wasn't a lot of representation at the time we're talking early 2000s I didn't see not one black Zumba instructor so that there's that as well 
thank you both. Oh my gosh. So it's my favorite time of the show where y'all get to plug what you have going <laughs> on. <laughs> any ventures, any adventures that you have going on businesses, your social media handles, of course, we will have them in all the links accompanying your episode. But please share with our listeners what you all have going on so we can support you. Emma? Yay. Thank you, Christine. Um, so yeah. My handle is about the same, I think, on all of these platforms. Okay. Summer Rain Fitness. Um, That's the name of my fitness company that I am starting. And so I do, I'm a power lifter. So I do strength training, um, just fitness in general. And then Mm. I am a certified personal trainer and dance instructor um, and nutrition coach. (laughs) So (laughs) Summer Rain Fitness kind of like encompasses all of that. Um, So on Instagram and Facebook, it is Summer Rain Fitness. I am working on a website. Um, The goal, honestly, by the end of this year, I will like to have three full-time consistent clients is what I'm aiming for by the end of this year so I do have like I owe some specials going I do two free sessions you know to start people off and say this is what I can do Um, and then they can sign on with me and then uh, as part of summary fitness is also way dance so that is the Mm -hmm. why are you And I'm going to be working on actually doing 10, 20, 30, and 40 minute workout routines. So that's just pure dance. You know, you don't have to lift a weight. You don't have to do none of that. Just dance. Just come with me, dance with me. So if you have 10 minutes, I got you. If you want 20, I got you 30, 40. So that's all in the works. Um, some of it is going to be original tunes that I'm having created for me. So if you are someone who who does beats, please let me know. Um, yes. <laughs> and then some of it is just going to be mainstream, you know, the dancehall soca, Afrobeats. That's my love. Um, so most of my choreography is going to be to that. Awesome. She yeah. still doesn't do Zumba yet, but anywho, no. everything but. <laughs> You got me at the Afro Beast. I'm here. I know, right? Yes. I know, right? There Afro you go. Yes. I, <laughs> man, I need it. I, yep, I will sign on and I can attest that you are a very holistic trainer, which I love. I love having a trainer who looks like me, who understands my curves and even my dietary habits. Because, you know, like many people, working out is one thing, but diet is another. And so... I really like that if I say I ate a certain thing, we are not going around wondering what that was, how it was prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I probably have the same thing. (laughs) You know, when you're you're helping us with with meals and stuff. So I like Emma and she has a group chat where people she trains connect and we are able to provide support for one another. So I really like that too. Just thought, you know, people may want to know a testimonial because I am. Yeah, thank you. So yes, yes. Janela girl, what you got going on? Oh girl. So (laughs) I finally do I am gonna, still going to work on hosting a dance class eventually. Mm. I'll be affirmation-based because I started paying more attention to what I let in my mind. Yes. So I like high-energy dancing or in slow-energy, but I do want to host dance classes that's affirmation-based and around. Wow. Good, yeah, around good music. So hopefully sometime next year I can actually start that. I am on Facebook and Instagram, but I'm mostly on Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Yeah. My handle is Jadu, which is J A E B E U X. Yeah, because I was the number two on my line when I played, so it's Jadu. Oh, okay. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. 
that's where my name came from. Yeah. I am developing a product for women. Okay. That I hope to also have out by next year. I am in the process of creating my own clitoral stimulator for women. Okay. So I know that's kind of left field that's outside yes. dance, but you know, I'm inspired and it's for my it's for my women that look like me. Mm. And I hope that you know they learn from it and they enjoy it. And yeah, I can't wait to actually reveal it and wow. <laughs> Yes, we're excited too. Thank you, ladies. I mean, this has been such an awesome time. And I really hope that people listening, you know, not only were inspired, like you said, Emma, like just sharing your gift, right? Today, we were talking about dance, but it could be anything. It could be a dream you have and wondering how it will be received by the world. But just doing it, whether it succeeds or not, the act of like actually putting one foot in front of another and doing something that is in your heart is what it is really. And even that process inspiring others. So thank you ladies so much. We appreciate you. you. Yeah, absolutely. I hope to have you on some other time. Thank you as always to our listeners. This has been Pulsing Black and I'm your girl, Christine, signing out. See you next time.